Hey everybody, it's episode five, five, 358 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druten. Hello. And Walnut. Hello, I'm mostly here. I mean, you didn't just leave, so <laughs> you're no, here. No. But like, mostly here as in... We kind of figured out why I'm not feeling good, and so I'm mostly... So, And, and you may have to just bolt for the bathroom at some point? I, it's not going to get to that point, but uh, uh, for any of you listeners who don't know, I have celiac, and when you get glutened, you actually get some, like, brain fog and stuff, too. So it, it's, it, it can be pretty, like, bad when you're, like, forgetting words and shit, which I do often, even without having gluten. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Though I forget words all the time, too. Yeah. It, it's sort of my thing at this point. um yeah so recording a little early because rich is crazy and wants to do yard work on a weekday it's gonna be the best day to do yard work for like weeks i mean you're not wrong no i mean i i'm actually considering running out sometime tomorrow and and mowing too because it was it was too hot over the weekend like i I just got i just got like a new um battery powered lawnmower and so i'm considering like for lunch tomorrow starting because it's not going to be a pain in the ass. Because I used to have electric powered, where I'd have to plug it in and feed the wire and everything. Now that it's battery powered, I just get the lawnmower out, hook up the battery, mow the lawn. Like, I'm considering doing half of it during lunch and the rest of it after What kind of uh, lawnmower did you get? Uh, Ryobi. Okay, never mind. Uh, we have a Greenworks, mm-hmm. I want to say it is. Uh, that's also a battery powered one. And, like, it works, like, mostly well. Um. The, the biggest problem I have with ours is it's it's got two blades. So, like, there's, like, a spot kind of in the middle where the blades don't really touch that, like, I basically have to go over each spot, like, twice yeah. just huh. to make sure that, like, I get everything. Otherwise, like, sometimes there's, like, a little mohawk down the middle. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of how I've always, oh, so you have, it's not, like, two blades overlapping. You just have two blades on side to side. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, and, and, like, they're almost together, but not quite. Okay. Um. And like as but as long as the battery's charged, like I've never had trouble like mowing. If the if the lawn gets long, um, I have to do like a pull it up on its like back wheels and kind of like go back and forth over it like a few times and just like lower slowly. Whereas like a gas mower can, tends to just fucking plow right through it. Not always. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I I also I have uh, three batteries. Um. Because last year I bought a um, leaf blower, and this year I bought a weed whacker, both battery-powered Ryobis, and all the batteries work together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we have, our mower has two batteries. It's got, like, its main battery and then a backup one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, we have a bunch of other stuff from, like, the same brand. So we have, we have like, the blower, a weed whacker, and, like, a hedge clip trimmer thing. And if I remember correctly, the weed whacker and the blower use the same batteries, and they're like a smaller battery. And then the the trimmer uses the the same as the the mower. Yeah. Okay. Um. So like we have a bunch of batteries because we have like two of the smaller ones for the two smaller things, and then the two bigger ones that came with the lawnmower that are kind of interchangeable with the uh, the clippers. So, but yeah, those things like work really well if you're not like out there trying to do like crazy like landscaping stuff. And I'm I'm pretty sure we're both in the same boat. We're like. The yard just has to look presentable. Like mm-hmm. you don't care if it's like you know a quarter inch thick or whatever. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I mow it at uh, at almost as low as possible. Um, Same. My current thing right now is I'm still trying to like go over all the sticks and twigs and stuff left over from what I did before a few weeks ago. Um, okay. Just, 
trying to manage that to make sure it doesn't grow back because some of it's already starting to fucking grow back and it's been like three weeks. Yeah, you gotta tear that shit out at the roots. So, it's impossible. The roots like an arm length, an arm width thick. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that that's rough. Yeah, we had well, um, we had those two shitty bushes in the front of our house that were like the same deal. Like there was no way we were gonna get rid of them ourselves. And luckily, my neighbor is works for like a like a tree service company. Um, okay. and I have I asked him one day when he was outside smoking a cigarette. I'm like, hey, does your company like do like bush removal and stuff? And he like looked at him. He's like. Yeah, we'd probably do that. And he gave me like a business card. I called them and they gave me a good deal to come out and tear those out. And like two days later, the, my neighbor and like one of his coworkers came and ripped the things out of the, the front yard. Nice. And did a much better job than I did on the, the ones on the side that were like the smaller bushes. Cause like they were even able to get like all the dirt filled back in and shit. Like we still have holes on the side of the yard from where I pulled up like the shitty bushes. <laughs> um, but Rich, what's on the, uh, what's on the docket for, for tonight? Oh, on the on the docket for the podcast that we're doing tonight, uh, we're gonna start off. Uh, Dritten decided to watch a movie called Alien. Um, then there is this strange conspiracy theory about with Hideo Kojima going on. Um, then uh, we, or at least me and Cobb, played Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission, and then there's a whole fiasco with Integrate that we're gonna talk about. Uh, Cobb, you played Ratchet and Clank. Um, and then uh, Cobb, you have a question to ask us that we could talk about it yep that 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 seems like the show uh before we get into it though rich you told us just the other day and we were talking about before we recorded uh you ordered yourself a pc finally yes i did uh let me pull up the specs if you want to hear about it but yes i i I purchased or i ordered a pc on sunday uh so it'll hopefully be here by the the end of july and you you got like a like a, one of the HP gaming PCs, right? Like the yes. Omen or something like that. I think they're Linus. Yeah, I got the HP Omen. And then Drew, you have a Dell, like a G three or five uh, or whatever. G five. Right. Um. No, Rich. I I know you sent us the specs, but I forget. Um. You had it. I know you had a three thousand series card. Was it the thirty sixty or the thirty sixty Ti? Thirty sixty twelve gig, no Ti. It's just the base thirty sixty. Okay. Yeah, so I was actually I was I was reading a little bit about them the other day, and it's like it's weird. Like the thirty sixty and the TI, it's like the thirty sixty itself has more memory and like a faster bus speed or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then like the TI has like better memory. It seems like it, it's weird. Like they're not quite comparable, but no. they both do different things better. The, the TI has lower memory. They're only eight gigs. No, 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 better memory, not more memory. Better. Oh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. like different types of memory. Um, like like the 3060 uses like GDDR6, and the TI uses like GD um, GDDR6 like S or something like that. I don't know. It, it's stuff that I don't really follow. But it, yeah. I just thought it was weird. Like that there were. It's like yeah, this card is really good for this thing. This card is good for this thing. If you're looking to do this though, you probably still want to get like a 3080. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's that's fair. It's, it's, I, I, this is why I don't know any of this stuff, because it's all just ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, like, that, just to be clear, I am not trying to say that you got a bad card. Like, it's actually, it's a very good card, um, especially for, like, the stuff that you play. Like, it's not like you're looking to play, like, stuff at, like, 240 frames a second and also at 4K. I mean, a lot of the games that I do want to play on a PC are, are older or just not that high graphically demanding, but at the same time, 
There are going to be games like uh, Back for Blood that I'm going to want on, to play on the PC, as well as, um, I don't know, probably not Monster Hunter Rise when it launches on the PC, but maybe? So... Yeah, but you'll be able it, to play those with with decent, with like high yeah. settings. You're just yeah. not, like I said, like there are those people out there that spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this stuff to be able to play it like the highest possible unlocked frame rate while also still having it play at 4K. Yeah. So the price I paid for my PC would be the price they pay for their graphics cards, uh, yeah. just to be able to. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like you said, like you're into survival games and stuff like that. Like you're gonna dump tons of hours into shit where like. It might not look that good, but it's going to play, like, not not because of the computer, but because, like, the game is just not graphically, like, up there. But it's yeah. going to play awesome because, like, you're not dumping all your resources into, like, graphical fidelity. You're dumping them into performance at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Which, that's awesome. You're not going to get it until, like, uh, August, most likely, though, right? Uh, right now, uh, scheduled delivery is, um, is, like, July 29th. Okay. So, it, it's a little sooner than what that screenshot you sent us was. Uh, maybe I feel like maybe that's what the screenshot said. Yeah, it definitely uh, said August. Yeah, it was like I, yeah. it was right around your birthday. I think actually, maybe like a day or two after, because you're like August second, right, or third? Third. I'm August third. I, I want to. It was actually might have been the third that it that the screenshot said. Actually, uh, it was. See, I'm looking through it. I know there's an easy way to look at pictures that were sent, and I just don't don't remember how to do it. it might actually only be on the the computer. Estimated ship August second. On the screenshot you sent us. Oh, so yeah, it got bumped up a few days, so that's good. I, I thought I, I thought I saw it say at one J- July something, July 29th, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll get it when I get it. At this point, is really how it is. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure mine moved forward like two or three weeks when I bought mine. Uh, yeah, Eric got a custom uh uh laptop, and his got moved up about three weeks. But he he also got. I think he's a moron and got an Alienware. Yes, he did. I thought he, he didn't alienware. like Alienware because he had bad experience with it before. He definitely got an Alienware. We were talking about it the other day, and he sent me a picture of it. Yeah, he's 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 that guy. He needs the Alienware. It's, it's funny because like he did. He hated his Alienware. Yeah. After after about like six months, he hated it. And like I'm fairly certain, like the. I, I I don't go in and, and look at this stuff, but I'm pretty sure the like Drew the Dell that you got is comparable to what like an Alienware is like spec wise, but like cheaper it, and in a not shitty ass case that makes things re- more easily replaceable for me. Yeah, which Alienware I mean that is that dumb. is ideal. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, like fucking Alienware. I'm pretty sure. Well, I forget what uh, processor you have, Richie, but I'm pretty sure our Rigs are pretty similar, except that you have the 3060, where I only have mm-hmm. a 2060. I believe I got the i7. You did. Well, it, like, it, it did have an i7 on there. Yeah. Uh, where yeah, but an i7 what? Where's that? Uh, Intel i7, uh, 2.5 gigahertz. Uh, you have a slightly newer i7. You have the 11700. I have the 10700. Yeah. yeah and processes are stupid. There, there are so many iterations to those things. It's mm. so dumb. But we both have the 16 gigs of RAM, one terabyte NVMEs. Yeah. Eric, Eric was like, "You need to get 32 gigs," and I'm like, "Bro, I don't need 32 gigs. All gamers need 32 gigs." <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck you, dude. I don't need 32 gigs." And here's the thing: if I need 32 gigs, I'll just upgrade to 32 gigs. Yeah. Like, but right now I don't. I know what I want this for. I know the games I'm going to be playing on it, and I know that if my current PC at 
six gigs could for the most part do what I was going to try to do on it, then I can go with eight gig or sixteen gigs and be fine. Yeah, like like for work right now, like for for just like business use, we are recommending sixteen gigs mm-hmm. just because eight gigs is like enough. But like yeah. we're we're telling people to get sixteen so that they have extra resources. But frankly, like with a newer i7 and um one of those NVMe drives, like the computer is going to be super responsive. Like as long as you're not trying to do thirty thousand things at once, no. like you're not going to have an issue with memory. And yeah, you can totally just. Do, do you happen to know if you have one stick of sixteen or two sticks of eight? I, I that I do not know. Uh, I think it's going to be probably two of eight, but I'm I'm not. Yeah, because I mean, either way, like odds are there's four memory slots, so you can either do two more sticks of eight. You could fuck. You could do two more sticks of sixteen. And you yeah. could have whatever 16 plus 32 is. You have two sticks of... Yeah, yeah, two eight. So I could probably... Like you said, most likely four gigs of RAM. Uh, it, well, that that's the thing. Yeah, it's most likely four RAM slots, and they were going to give me four sticks of eight. So I could just get two more sticks of eight if I really need it. But Yeah, exactly. And, I, like, I, you won't need it up front no. at all. Like, it's you a- might want it in, like, six months, and, like, memory's not... Memory can be expensive depending on, like, when you look for it, but, like, you can always find a good deal on memory. Yeah, it's like, right now, I just want to be able to use the Shadowcast and play Switch games on stream, or stream myself playing games like Valheim and and Seven Days to Dungeon. Yeah, and that should be fine for that, because even if you have, like, a second screen open with, like, Discord or the stream manager thing or whatever, like, those things are not going to eat up so much memory that, like your computer is going to struggle to play Valheim and also stream. Exactly. Yeah. But that's good. I, I, I'm glad you got something because uh, you've been you've been talking forever about yeah, wanting just, a new PC. I just, I was afraid to pull the trigger. Like, I, I, I am not someone to make these big purchases carelessly. Um, and like, I knew this was going to be a big purchase and I had to open up a line of credit in order to buy it. And I'm not a fan of doing all that stuff. Like, I did a lot of work to dig myself out of a credit hole during the pandemic, and I've kind of brought myself back into pretty much that same hole now. Like, I still have more credit cards paid off than I had open, but I, like, I now have a new line of credit, and one of my credit cards is mostly maxed out, but that's only $600 credit card, and it's for Home Depot. But, like, I just, I did all this work, and, like, I'm afraid to screw it all up, and that's why I was always hesitant to buy it. Which is completely understandable. Like, I've I've gone out a bunch of times in the last, like, six, month, m- six months and, like, looked at, like, different, like, PCs and stuff like that. And it's like, I could totally do this. Like, 130 bucks a month it would cost, like, for, like, the financing. Like, that's easily doable. Mm-hmm. It's like, but do I want to? Yeah. It's, it's like, with this uh, PC for three years, it's, like, $68, $70 a month. Uh, and in the end, I only end up paying an extra, like, $400 in interest, which, like, you know what? An extra $400 compared to $2,000, that's not a big Yeah, exactly. And, like, you didn't get a monitor yet, though, right? No, and I'm, I'm, uh, I thought about getting one through, uh, Prime Day, but decided not to. I'm gonna wait, wait for Black Friday. I have a monitor that it works well enough. I don't need a super powerful monitor right now, like... I don't have, I'm not going to get the PC for at least a month, so. And you've, you've got a television right next to your PC also. So, like, if you really wanted, like, a higher, 
fidelity screen. Like your P- your TV is probably better. Maybe. Uh, that PC was bought uh six years or not PC. That TV was bought six years. Yeah, but how how old is your monitor? Uh, yeah. Uh, less than a year or maybe a year. And it was it like a gaming monitor? No, it was just something that my sister bought for like a hundred bucks. Oh, so like the TV's better. <laughs> yeah, odds are your TV would be like a better place to play games on if it's like convenient and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but we'll, yeah. We'll see what all that happens. I have plans with doing housework, but it's also, I have other things that I need to finish off before I do it. I want to set up an office so that I have a streaming space um, and, 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 and just office space in general for all my nerd shit. And that's where all my gaming's going to be. So, like, I am going to need a better monitor at some point for this, but right now I don't really need one. Yeah, I'm still debating getting, like, a proper gaming monitor for any time we play, like, Valorant, Counter-Strike, something where Mm -hmm. I give a shit about having 140 frames per second versus 60 on my TV. Yeah. See, it's funny, when I was looking at, like, computers, because, like, I was just looking for something to replace my laptop for, because I'm working from home for so much more and like a computer that would be like better so like for this shit like i could just like edit it and get it done quicker and everything uh-huh. um and like i'm looking at monitors i'm like well i don't need a i don't need a fancy monitor i just need something a little bit bigger than what i have now <laughs> <laughs> fuck frame rate and refresh rate just i need yeah. like a 150 dollars dell yeah i mean you probably don't even need the 150 dollars dell you get well like... no because it would be like a 27 inch like 150 dollars uh, well okay fair those get expensive. Yeah. My, my one friend was looking through the Prime Day stuff and sent me an image of one of the stupid, like, super wide curved monitors that was, like, $900. Yeah. I don't like curved TVs. I think that whole thing was stupid. Oh, um, yeah, very. Ultra-wide curved monitors are actually very, very nice. Are they? Uh, yeah, like, surprisingly, uh, one of my clients, uh, like, two or three years ago, maybe not even that long now, it's hard to keep track, um, one of their guys got one, uh, he, he, he's one of those people that, like, never complained about anything, um, and, like, his, his PC at the time was just fucking falling to pieces, like, it was so bad, but he just never said anything, he just dealt with it, uh, he was also the only guy that didn't, like, ask for his desk to be refitted as a standing desk the way everyone else did. He he just kept, like, the Veridesk thing that they had bought everybody, like, several years before that. So, like, when he finally got his... He, he got a laptop, and he didn't really like the laptop. Um, And as, like, a like a trade-off, I guess, they offered him, like, to just get him whatever sort of monitors he wanted. He's like, well, can I just get, like, one of those ultra-wides? Um, and he got it, and it's, like... Like, I was, I set it up for him and was, like, messing around with it to make sure, like, it worked and on. Like, it was actually super nice. Like, everything was real crisp. Like, it was easy to see everything because it does curve just a little bit. Um, and yeah, like, if, if those things weren't, like, a thousand bucks, I would totally buy one. But I would never buy a thousand dollar monitor. Like, yeah. that's just too much. No. If someone, like, gifted me a thousand dollar monitor, I would take it, though. Sure. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. The downside is, like, I don't have any devices that I could plug it into. Like... <laughs> Plug your Xbox into it. Yeah, you know what? That's about the only thing I have that's like HDMI. (laughs) Um, But Drew, so you watched Alien from 1978? 79. 79. I was fucking close. Earlier, I was going to say 79. I'm like, no, 79 seems too early. And I thought 77. I'm like, no, that was Star Wars. I'm like, let me just split the difference. I'll double check that, but I'm 99% of 79. No, you are probably correct. Uh, But yeah, so watch that on uh, Friday night. 
and it was really damn good. Yeah, it is not what people think it is at all. Uh, it is 79. But yeah. uh yeah, like it's definitely more a horror movie than like an action movie, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and, and like a suspense horror movie yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Cuz like it takes quite a while till you see like the actual alien, the xenomorph. You know, Rich, have you ever seen the original Alien? I actually haven't. Uh I've I've seen parts of it. Like I know the part where like isn't she talking to like an android at one point? Uh and he's on the table. Um and it's kind of gross, I think. I don't know. It might be one of the other aliens that I've seen uh from that point, but like I've seen parts of it. I've never seen it fully and I do know that it is cuz no, Alien is the one with the little girl, right? No, no. that's Alien 3. Okay. So that Ali- Alien is obviously the first one, but it's also it's got no real action to it. Um, it's very much like a crew on a ship that they're trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It is the one that is the most famous scene in that one is um, John Hurt. Um, his character is the one that has the, the alien pop out of his chest while he's like, yeah. I think, aren't they in like a mess hall or something yeah, like they're, that? They're eating, they're eating dinner. Like they, had, uh, uh, I want to say it's three of them had gone out to investigate whatever, the thing was they were sent to this planet to investigate. He gets one of the, the facehuggers jumps and goes through his spacesuit and latches onto him. They bring him back. They break the quarantine that like Ridley's trying to tell them, hey, no, you fucking cannot bring him back on this ship with that on him. But then the science director like forces him in and he's in their uh, med bay for a while. And then it's just okay. All of a sudden, at least so they thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that so the 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 big thing about that scene when it like explodes out of his chest, um, apparently they were not aware that was going to happen. Like only like Ridley Scott and John Hurt knew that was going to happen. So everyone's reaction is real. Yeah, and you can you can tell it's real. That's that's awesome. I di- I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it's the same in in the original Die Hard when um um uh fuck Snape. Uh, why well, can't think of his name? Alan Rickman. Um, gets thrown off the roof at the end. That look of fear is real because the stunt director told him we're going to drop you on the count of three and went one and then let him go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But uh, uh, over you said overall you it was a good movie. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the and the effects are really good for what uh, for a thirty-two year old movie or whatever. Thirty-two year old. I was going to say yeah, that's uh, like <laughs> at a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was, yeah, not what I expected, because, although I guess I knew that one was far less of an action movie that the series becomes later. So have you ever seen any of the other ones? I don't know that I've seen actually any of the Alien movies. How about, like, Prometheus, or, like, the Alien vs. Predators? No, definitely haven't seen any of them. Okay. I feel like I might have seen, like, bits of, like, Aliens. But that could also just be, like, it gets referenced so much kind of thing. Yeah, and I feel like Aliens is the, like, Aliens is kind of like, like, Alien and Aliens is kind of like Terminator Terminator. 1 and Terminator 2. Uh Uh-huh. And not just because James Cameron made Terminator Aliens, aliens. Uh, but it's like, a lot of people look at Aliens as, like, the peak of that series, the same way people look at Terminator 2 as the peak of the Terminator franchise. Right. Um, But, like the originals are just very different movies, like, 
thematically. Yeah, I think I saw, uh, I know I saw, not think, uh, I believe it was like Alien Resurrection or something. It was the one where they brought Ripley back to life. Uh, and they like, they try to teach her how to say fork and she says fuck. And I was a little kid at that time, so I thought that was the funniest joke ever. <laughs> I was wrong um, too. Aliens is the one with the little girl, not Aliens 3. Okay. I I haven't seen that one either, but I've, I've probably seen more of Aliens than I have Aliens. Yeah, you're probably right, because I feel like Aliens is kind of, like again, kind of like Terminator 2, where like it was on cable TV a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that one that one was good. I have I haven't seen the the fully seen the Alien vs Predator movies, but like those ones, if I remember correctly, like kind of fill in a timeline that like creates the Alien timeline and uh, fully combines the universe. It's crazy because at the end of it, it turns out that uh like the Predators use Earth as like a training area. And they're, they're supposed to hunt down here and kill the xenomorphs. And they're in an ice, like, in Antarctica or something. Yep. That's and, the first one. And so, like, the, the, the alien, uh, infects the, 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 the predator and they, they go into space. And I feel like my original thought was, so that's how alien happens and that's how the aliens get into space. And so, like, alien versus predator takes place before alien. Oh, yeah, by hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, cause alien, and, like, all of the Alien movies, I should say, take place in, like, the 2300s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, several, let's just go with several hundred years in the future, like, to the point where, like, humans have, like, left Earth and are, like, doing, like, deep space mining missions. Because that's what the Nostromo is. It's, like, a like a mining vessel or something like that. Um, Alien vs. Predator, the first one, takes place in, like, 2006 or whenever that movie came out. And it's exactly what you just described. It was, like... A, like a predator comes to earth to hunt down a xenomorph to like it's like it's rite of passage yeah um and it's in antarctica and there's like a, a research group that is also down there that finds like this temple that's like built in honor of the predator and like kind of like elaborates on the story and hieroglyphics if i remember correctly and it ends with like the one woman surviving like the the, the confrontation and like gaining the respect of the predator <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a bad movie, and then Pre- Alien vs Predator Requiem was even worse because it was just like, oh yeah, now these things are just going to descend on this like small town in like Colorado or some shit, yeah. and it's going to be people running through a hospital trying to escape from the alien and the predator. Like honestly, I think if I were to do another watch through, like I did of Godzilla, it would be the Alien slash Predator universe. Which that one would just be like stupid fun because like you know you've got the like at least the early Predator movies were stupid fun like the schwarzenegger and um danny glover and stuff like that ones later on when you got to fuck there was the one with adrian brody where like uh, it was have you guys ever seen the movie the cube no yes so you know how in in the cube it was just a bunch of random people were abducted and thrown into a cube (laughs) yes yeah i drew it it is as fucking weird as it sounds those movies are really good though you should watch them i think you would actually like them a whole lot Dude, oh. the Cube movies are some unsung heroes of, like, good, bad movies. Like, yeah, it's like, they, they're, there's... They're, yeah, sorry, Rich, go ahead. They're, they're like, they're sleeper movies. Like, you would... You hear about it, and you would see the trailer, and like, this is fucking stupid. But then you watch it, and it's like, wow, this is fucking stupid, but it's great. Yeah, because it... And even their names are fun. Like, there, there's the Cube, and then there's the two, the Cube 2 Hypercube, <laughs> and then Cube Zero. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, they're, um, strangers get locked inside of a cube, like a giant cube that has all these different rooms, and some rooms have, like, traps in them and stuff like that. 
Um, okay. it's, it's kind of like a, it's a psychological, like, thriller more than anything. Like, it's yeah. not like a, it's not like a Saul sort of movie where, like, everyone's going to die by the end. Okay. Um, but yeah, those movies are fucking wild. But, and, and it's, it's obviously a super low budget movie because they really only needed one set. Um, maybe technically two if you want to consider it that because they needed to change the colors of each cube. But like, it's just, they, they do a really good job of like actually showing you like the characters and actually making you feel for the characters. Actually, we might have to watch one of those as part of like the book club one time. Cause oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. are, the, it's, it's been probably 15 to 20 years since I've seen any of them and they are just stupid fun movies. Yeah. Um, but the, one of the predators kind of reminded me of that concept of like a bunch of random strangers get dropped on an alien planet. Um, and they're basically fodder for a predator. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the game. No, the game is, um, it, it, the game was a take on the, the most dangerous game where like people get dropped on an island. Um, the, actually, yeah, you know what? Like the predator, predators, I, or the, pre- fuck, I can't remember now. So there's two of them that have basically the same name. There is the predator from like 08. And then there is like predators, I want to say from like, 16? Predators was 2010. Yeah. That's the Adrian Brody. Okay, so flip them then. I was close, though. I was damn close. Um, And yeah, like that movie, I, I never saw The Predator, but Predators was not good. It was just not good at all. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back and I, I just, I want to watch more. Like, I remember loving the original Predator movie, and um, I just, I remember for some reason it was iconic at the end of the Predator 2 that Danny Glover was given a, 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 a like a revolver from the Predator before he leaves, um, and so it's just like I want to watch those movies again, and then just because it's like kind of a combined universe, just watch them all because the Alien movies are good too. Yeah. Now, Drew, do you have any plans on watching more of the Alien franchise? Uh, yeah, probably at least gonna watch Aliens. Go from there. I was gonna say, and then maybe stop there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like, I don't know. Just fi- finish on a high note. <laughs> and, I- and- and then eventually play the alien game where like you have to hide from the alien. Um, oh, alien isolation. Yes. No, I'll I'll go ahead and play Colonial. I was going to say, what was the other game that was kind of based in the, in the same universe? Uh, for 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 someone like you, Druin, who doesn't like a lot of games, you're going to pick the bad game to play. Come on. Man. That was the joke. You I know that it's so bad. Wait, I thought Colonial Marines was supposed to be good, or am no, I thinking of something no, else? No, no, it's Colonial Marines is notoriously bad. Like. It's, it, it's hot garbage. And is it an RTS? No, no, it's, no, it's a first-person first person shooter. Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking of then. It was made by Gearbox, and they got sued for false advertising because the original like trailers were way better than that game wound up being. Oh, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, the isolation actually was apparently all right. I, I've yeah, heard, I, I've heard that it's got about that. I heard it got better on PC with mods and stuff that made the AI like that improved the AI. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Alien. That's a that's a good yeah, movie. It yeah. is. So, what do you guys know about blue box games? It's not real. It's Kojima. It's all a lie. Yeah, I I I admittedly wanted to look more into this, but just completely like lost track of time and forgot with everything else going on in my Um but yeah, this is bonkers and ridiculous what's going on with this. All right. So Rich, I'm going to give you like like some cliff notes versions of stuff real quick. Um, I, like, I, I do know, like, the Kojima translate, like, the Turkish translation, um, for the studio head's name and stuff like that. 
Yeah, uh, so um, the the studio head for Blue Box Games is named Hassan Karaman, I'm going to say, and his last name apparently, Turkish to Japanese, translates to Hideo. Um, some of the other things that people have pointed out were this game, um, or th- this company, uh, Blue Box Games, on in- or not Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Uh, has no employees except for this guy, even though he claims it's a 50-person studio. <laughs> um, yeah, like like weird stuff like that. I'm trying to find the bit in the article where it goes over all of that. Um, so, the slight clarification on the number of employees, at least according to the interview they gave with Bloomberg, was that they have 10 employees internally, but then have also outsourced a bunch of work, and that's where the other 40 people working on the game comes yeah, so- from. Yeah, and Hassan, the, the, the studio head, did an interview with Jason Schreier at Bloomberg, um, where he does, like, he, he gives a bunch of, of information, but, like, refuses to give any concrete information either. Like, when asked to speak to other people at the studio, like, that was declined. He only gave the name of two of the outsource studios they're working with, which both refused to decline any, like, comment. And, um, yeah. Sony is um, publishing the game, and they refuse to comment on it. <laughs> and it's like, th- so this this game, fr- when Sony announced it, their original blog post, um, it promised realistic graphics at 4K resolution and frame rates of 60 um, f- FPS, yeah. which is like AAA first-party titles on both platforms have trouble with that, like meeting those benchmarks. How the fuck is a 10-person studio that hasn't made a game going to do that? Um, because they're good. Like, they're good. I, I mean, possibly. Um, one of the other things that people discovered was... And all of this is in the Bloomberg article. Uh, PlayStation, it's going to be revealed through a PlayStation 5 application designed as an interactive trailer, which has never been done before, which is fucking PT. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that tra- and- that app was supposed to come out today but has been pushed back to friday okay i was i was actually just looking for it to add to to, to install it onto my ps5 so play it um but then now, yeah that's every everything you're saying is like basically a basic gist of things i've heard and that like everyone's like everyone on reddit just keeps unlocking more and more and more or uncovering not unlocking yeah and to to kind of like like one more th- like kind of like notch in like conspiracy theory land um BFF of Kojima, Jeff Keighley, um, revealed that he is going to be involved in unveiling the game when it comes out, or like when, okay. when they reveal it. Which Keighley reveals Kojima stuff all the time. Like Kojima is always on like the Game Awards. I've, uh, Keighley, I think Keighley had a cameo in Death Stranding, didn't he? Uh, so you know, like not totally like out of the out of the realm of possibility. And Rich, I don't know if you remember this in 2012. There was a studio called Moby Dick Studios that was making a game called The Phantom Pain. Do you remember? I mean, I, all, do you remember I this rem- at all? I remember The Phantom Pain. I don't remember Moby Dick Studios. So before before it was announced that The Phantom Pain was going was Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It was debuted from a unknown studio called Moby Dick Studio. Uh, it was called the Phant- It was just called The Phantom Pain, and it was headed by a man named Joachim Mogren. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joachim is an anagram for Kojima. Yeah. And 
Kojima hired actors to play this guy and he would come out into interviews with his head wrapped in bandages, bandages saying that he had been in it in like an accident. And he did an interview, like a Q and a interview with Keely at like a GDC, I want to say in 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, like this actor did. And then eventually like that, like little things just kept getting like revealed. And eventually it was revealed that like it was Kojima the whole time. And this was the new metal gear game. I, I fucking love Kojima, man. Like, he is such a nut, but, like, in a good, like, performance arty way that, like, I really, like, l- like Druton says, like, Blue Box Studios, fake, like, I really hope you're right. Like, I really hope this is legitimately, like, Kojima is actually getting to make Silent Hills, um, with Daryl, again, another game with Daryl, um, and that, like, we get to see what his vision was, or at least a representation of what his vision was through like some other release. You know, I don't think it's a silent Hill game. Honestly, like I'm not a hundred percent sold that it is definitely a hoax. Like there is enough there that like, it is reasonable to assume that, but it's Mm -hmm. also, it's, there is so much there that it almost seems unbelievable for it to actually be a hoax. True. Mm -hmm. Um, the 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 biggest thing that was that was that happened that made people really veer in this direction was Blue Box. Um, so the game is called is um, codenamed Abandoned right now. Yes, they tweeted and then have since deleted the tweet um, where they said that that was not the official name. They would reveal the official name later, and that it starts with S and ends with L. Uh, the problem with that, and people assume it's Silent Hill. The Kojima game was Silent Hills with an S yeah. at the end. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it's silent, if anything Silent Hill related, especially because Konami kind of, like, got the fuck away from video games. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're real into their pachinko machines and slot games and things like that now. Yeah. And with everything that went on with them and Kojima, I just don't know that he would necessarily work with them. But that doesn't mean that he is not making something else with PlayStation, which, like, cool. Like, he makes interesting fucking games. Like the the dude has a an interesting like brain. Yeah. And yeah, the the whole thing's wild. And I don't know if uh, uh, Drew, I think you said that that you saw this too, but the um Hassan or Hussein, however you say his name, um the 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 studio head at Blue Box, uh he did like a like a short little video on Twitter yesterday of just like, "Hey, I'm a real person. This isn't a hoax." Uh, I just wanted to kind of like get out here and like tell everybody that like I'm real. This is me. Uh, we're gonna do like a live stream Q and A thing soon to kind of just get all this stuff out in the open. But you know, I'm 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 a real person, guys. Which is just what a fucking actor would say. I, exactly. I was gonna say. I was gonna say somebody who was told to say that they're a real person would say that they're a real person. <laughs> Ill- Illuminati uncovered right then and there. Boom. And like the fact that he was kind of like. Not ill-prepared, but, you know, like, he was umming and eyeing and, like, definitely not, like, 100% on a script, like, reading a teleprompter sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, so he's a good actor, maybe. <laughs> or or a nervous bad actor, like... Or it was all part of the script. I mean, that's actually possible, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I meant more teleprompter than script. Um, He wasn't just, like, reading a teleprompter in front of him. Cause, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, the, the whole thing's pretty wild, and part of me hopes that it's that it isn't any sort of, like, Kojima tie, and, like, the studio just ends up making a really cool game and, like, sell a bunch of copies, and it's not just, you know, a disappointment. Yeah, totally. I mean, if it's not, I hope it does well. 
Yeah, yeah, me too. And if it is, I hope it does well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no reason for people to hope for games to to do bad, unless they're made by like super shitty people. Oh, which the did you see that the Five Nights at Freddy's guy has retired from making games because he's a shitty person? Yeah, and it's it's a bummer because apparently like he is a nice person like to like people, but like his like political and religious beliefs are apparently not great. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's a bummer, but also, like, I don't give a single fuck about those games, so it does not impact me at all. And, like, frankly, that dude is super rich. Like, he doesn't ever have to make those games again anyway. Yeah. Like, if anything, like, I can't... If anything, like, even without, like, the, like, all the extra hate he's getting for, like... Like, he he had political donations. Like, fucking whatever. Um, But, like, people online just treat, like, people like him like shit, even if he wasn't doing that stuff, because they just don't like the way he does a thing in a game after he's made 30 of them. It's like, man, if you're that rich, like, fucking just walk away anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, this is, like, I, like I said, I really wanted to look more into this. I was told about it Sunday night, and I even said that we had to include it on there, and I just, like, time just got away from me. Um. It, I mean, that was the recap. There hasn't yeah. really been anything new in the last two days except that video from the studio head saying that he's real wasn't wasn't there even like a trailer that looked just like pt well no I mean, they released like a teaser like two months ago that just has a lot of views now yeah okay. and it was people basically are reading into things saying it looks like it could be pt yeah yeah i mean there's there's like there there are ways in youtube that you can hide stuff in the backgrounds of the of the uh of the videos and like watch it with uh, captions and with subtitles and see if things are different. Like I knowing Kojima, he would know all this stuff and would hide it all in there. So if it were more, if it were definitely a Kojima thing, people would have found it by now. So that's like where it does raise the, well, maybe, maybe it's not fake, but maybe it is. Yeah. I'm just kind of leaning on it. Kind of just being like, misassumptions mm-hmm. of people like i don't think it's going to be like kojima involved but like if it is like i'm not going to be like oh no this is bullshit like all this stuff mm-hmm. definitely adds up to that yeah yeah and like what it also would explain why sony is like funding a game like this from like an unproven developer yeah, yeah. but so rich yep how about final fantasy 7 remake integrate well, how 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 what do you mean? How about it? It's it's the it's the PlayStation upgrade, PlayStation Five upgrade. Yeah, but what do you get with the upgrade if you get the upgrade? Oh, you get the PlayStation Five upgrade. But what does that come with? I think it comes with the PlayStation Five upgrade. I still don't know to this day, and it's been two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, go ahead, um, Drew. You didn't get this, right? Well, I mean, I got the upgrade. I have not bought the. Intermission. Intermission. Okay, so you you did go and and like claim the upgrade though. Yeah. Uh, All right. Holy fuck, that game looks good. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, for anyone confused about why we're, we're talking about this, so if you purchased Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4 last year, um, not the PS Plus version that came out two months ago, you had to have purchased this for real in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um you were entitled to a free PS5 upgrade, which turns out is titled Integrate. Now, all of the marketing material, and 
we had a group chat where we were all kind of like arguing with each other because everyone assumed the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Integrate is the name of the PS5 upgrade, even though the marketing material made it very unclear and made it seem like Integrate was the name of the Yuffie yeah, DLC. Yeah, yeah. There, there were the the announcement trailers and stuff at the PlayStation uh, uh, events or whatever months ago. Like that was it. It called the Yuffie DLC intermission or integrate not intermission yeah like and there yeah it it flat out said playstation 5 integrate like and and it showed yuffie like it it was so ridiculous and even when you're going online and trying to download it and install it you still don't fucking know what you're getting yeah and the like the official blog release from square enix was very just messy to read like you had to read like the fine print of the fine print to see that mm-hmm. the Yuffie dlc was not included with the upgrade that it was a separate purchase because earlier in the article it made it sound like it was part of the upgrade yeah and well and like it was confusing because it didn't seem like integrate was the upgrade like it seemed like the upgrade was just hey it's an upgrade and then integrate is the yuffie stuff exactly, exactly. And then on top of that, like, if you look on different sources, like, if you're looking on the PSN store or, like, stuff, sometimes the upgrade is called integrates, or sometimes the Yuffie stuff was integrates, sometimes it was intermission. Like, it's almost like nobody involved in this knew what was what. (laughs) And it just made it incredibly confusing to figure out, like, all right, well, what do I actually need to do to play the actual DLC? Right. Like, Like, there were, I believe I saw literal articles on how to get your PlayStation 5 Final Fantasy 7 Remake upgrade, and how to get the Yuffie DLC. Like, if you had to... If, if Kotaku had to tell people how to do this shit, you don't fucked up. And I mean, to be fair, every PlayStation so far, I don't think Xbox has had to do this yet. But Xbox has had, had its own issues with things like control. Um, but on PlayStation, any game that has a... PS4 version and an upgrade to PS5 that came out like after the fact um, has been a fucking disaster to actually upgrade and carry your save over. Because mm-hmm. um, Avengers was the same way. You have so Final Fantasy 7, when you upgrade it, if you want your save data, you have to have both versions installed. You have to have your PS4 version and your PS5 version installed, taking up 180 gigs worth of space on your very small PlayStation 5 hard drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you then have to launch the PS4 version upload your save you can only upload one at a time which is annoying so if you have like a bunch of different saves you want to up all upgrade one at a fucking time yeah um and then open the ps5 version of the game and download each save one at a time yeah like it was avengers had a similar thing where you had to have both versions installed to do it and i know there was another game also that required that quick question so when you say one at a time do you mean you have to like download or upload one save from the PS4 version to the cloud, go to the PS5 version to download it, and then go yes. back? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking... Uh, yeah, because... <laughs> and I, I, I was looking at the pictures that I sent to the group chat uh, while you were talking, um, and I seem to remember... Or, like, I was having trouble, like, even downloading Integrate because I didn't have the PS4 version installed on my system. So you need that installed to get Integrate uh, no matter what. No. No, because no. I did not have the PS4 version installed initially. No. It, it didn't. 
I neither did I, and it it was telling me unavailable, unavailable. I needed the PS4 there, version first. There were six different options in the PSN store to purchase. Like that also made it very hard yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, I purchased it on the app, like on the mobile app. Like, oh, not even purchased. Like, I upgraded from the mobile app and then downloaded the PS5 version directly to my PS5 before mm-hmm. finding out that I had to also download yeah. the PS4 version because. I had never used the PS4 version on my PS5. Yeah. And, and like, I, 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 I didn't either, which that's fine. But like, th- that's a, a problem with the, these PS5 upgrades is I lost 13 hours of a No Man's Sky save because I didn't transfer my cop, my save over. And yeah, I could have just re-downloaded No Man's Sky version 4 transferred it over to No Man's Sky version PS5, and then deleted No Man's Sky version PS4 again. But, like, it needs to just upgrade. Like, like, it's already saved to the cloud. I don't understand why, like, you need to go and do that. Yeah, and no company has been clear why these saves aren't directly compatible. Yeah. Because, like, so on Xbox, so Xbox has smart delivery, which is great. You don't have to fucking worry about what version of the game you've downloaded it just it fucking just installs the version that will play best mm-hmm. on your console. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like a game like Control. So when Control Ultimate Edition came out, um, that was the version that included the next gen upgrade. So I started playing that game on Xbox before the PS5 version or before the Xbox Series X and PS5 versions were released. When the versions were released, I then found out that the saves do not upgrade. So any progress I made on la- the the last gen version was lost if I wanted to play it on the current gen. So my options were continue playing the old version of the game or restart the fucking game. And, like, yeah. that's super shitty. And honestly, I'm not 100% sure I can play the the Xbox One version of it because the Series X just plays the version that plays best on the console. <coughs> and, yeah, like, a, a comp- some the, the companies need to be more transparent about why this isn't working rather than just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, no, you just have to install both versions of the game and then use our... our embedded process to upload and download the the correct versions and then yeah. like at least when it came to me because i already own final fantasy 7 when i was getting intermission the yuffie dlc you have to buy the yuffie dlc and then after you buy it decide if you want the digital deluxe you can't just straight up buy the digital deluxe version you need to upgrade your so you need to make two to three separate purchases just for intermissions d- deluxe with all the DLC. That may have just that may have been just a bug in the store the day it was released because like I said there were two there were so many options for different ways you could purchase this. Mm-hmm. And if you are so like if you owned the PS4 version of Final Fantasy 7 remake already, yeah. a bunch of the purchase options which I think is what was happening to you become unavailable because yeah. you own a version that is better than what that version is. Right. Yeah. Cause the only thing that you can do with, with at that point is take your free upgrade of the game and then buy like any add ons for it. You know, so at least it's good about being like, no, you fucking don't, you can't buy this version. You already have the fucking game. Yeah. Like, thank God I didn't go on to, and to get integrate thinking that was the Yuffie thing. Spend, 20 bucks on it and then find out that that was just the the free upgrade that I shouldn't have had to pay for because I bought the game and that was what they were charging the people or, or who like it's just 
Oh, man, it was a clusterfuck. Yeah, you're not wrong. But on the bright side, and we won't get well, into spoilers because you haven't played it yet. Just real quick. Oh, sorry. I actually still personally don't know how I buy the DLC. Oh, you, like, you just have to go onto the PSN store, search for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission. Okay. It's 19.99. Yeah. Um, it's the Yuffie DLC. Um, once it's downloaded, you just you open up um, Final Fantasy VII for PS5 specifically. You can't play the PS4 version. Um, and I forget what you basically hit like R1 or something like that. And it slides yeah. to the right and it, it, you get yeah. like a new, um, title screen for yeah. the DLC. Okay. So like the backdrop was the Buster Sword. The backdrop this time will be Yuffie's, uh, chocolate. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it was like five to seven hours and it was very good. Yeah. I think, I think I got about six or seven hours. Um, I streamed all of it. It's up on, uh, it's, it's actually, I, I went through and, put all my VODs on my YouTube as well. Uh, so it's on my Twitch and YouTube, which is all linked on my Twitch, which I'll promote later. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. It was fun. I really like how Yuffie plays. Yeah, um, same here. It, it, it's kind of a downer that you don't get to actually play as the other guy. Um, and I would always forget to do the syncing. I noticed, so- the few times I watched you playing, I noticed you were never syncing. I'm like, man, fucking sync up, man. Those attacks are fun. Yeah, they're fun, but, like, I was doing fine. Like, I didn't have any issues, I don't think. Uh, I don't think I had any major tough fights. Like, I mean, there's fucking wolves before you even get that guy. We both had trouble with that thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the wolves in the beginning. But, like, that's just, that's when you're actually still learning her. But she has, like, a really fun playstyle. I like that you can, like, she's two, basically two different playstyles, depending on what you're doing. If you have the weapon in hand or if you throw it and, and like her, um, one of her final abilities is really cool. I can't remember what it is, but it stacks in power every time you use something else that uses ATB. So you can charge it up to, uh, six times or you can use six things that has ATB. And then based on whatever ninjutsu elemental you're set to, it, she can use that and her, like her final ability times six, basically. Okay. Yeah. But- I, what? I agree though. Like she was a she, like she controlled really well. Um, mm-hmm. and like having that like difference where you could melee or basically be a ranged attack mm-hmm. was was actually a super cool way to be able to play because occasionally you just needed to get some space, but you also still wanted to be able to like deal yeah. damage because it is just yeah. the two people in the party in in yeah. that game. Um, I understand why you c- can't play as as the guy though because he is not part of like the the full story. Um, it's kind of the same way that you didn't play as red in the base game. It's like, yeah, for them to like design a combat around him for th- three to eight hours of a thirty-hour game just didn't make a lot of sense. But they already designed a combat around it. Like he has his own fighting. All they had to do was assign square and triangle, and like that is actually a lot harder than you probably think it is. Yeah, like probably. when the when the AI can just so the AI is programmed to only do certain things certain ways at certain times. When it comes to actually like giving players control, it's months of work. It's not just like okay, well th- this is his square and this is his triangle attack. It's like all right, well what happens if he does a square triangle attack against the wall? What happens if he does a square triangle attack against one of the other characters? Like yeah, there. Like- like that yeah. was my uh, biggest problem with Red in 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 uh, the base game is he had a collar with materia in it, but you couldn't even like set his materia or anything when he was fighting. With 
Yeah, which you could at least set it for the the dude in this yeah. game. Who, I yeah. can't remember his name, but he was fun. Like I liked him. I both like all the characters that they had in this that weren't just carryovers from the first game. Yeah. I liked a lot. It was nice seeing like the Avalanche members like in that literal like intermission part. Like it's mm-hmm. so Drew. This takes place when Cloud is meeting Aerith, basically. Okay. Like yeah. it, it's it's from like the point where they blow up that reactor to when the plate is dropped is kind of like mm-hmm. the where this game fits into it. Um, but yeah, like I never cared for Yuffie in Final Fantasy VII. Like I never used her. Like whenever I talked, like whenever she was involved in like dialogue, I always found her kind of obnoxious. Um, she was absolutely charming in this. That's she good. was, and they they kept that she gets motions, which is nice. Um. On the train, she starts to get sick. So they kept that, which was like a, a nice little stupid thing that they did in, in Final Fantasy VII, the ba- the original. And so I was like, oh, that's awesome. They, like, they kept that. That's something like I didn't think of until th- that played a part. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoyed that too. Um, I like that they keep her in that goofy Moogle outfit for quite a while too. Cause I just I, thought that was super funny. I kind of wish there was a way to keep her in that Moogle outfit the entire time, because I thought it was amazing. Like, plus when she would, like, Naruto run with her hands back and stuff, it was just, like, it just, it flowed and it worked. Um, but we also got to talk about Fort Condor. Yeah, I was gonna say, that Fort, I, that, I was about to say that too. That Fort Condor, like, minigame was actually a lot of fun. I, I really hope they release that somehow, like, like, cell phone game or something, like, I, I don't know how they would do it, like, but like maybe like an AR card game, you get the cards and then you can add it to your phone or whatever. I don't know. It would honestly be a perfect like, game for like mobile or like it, honestly, it it like like Hearthstone. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, what's that fucking uh, the the Gwent from The Witcher? So Drew, um, do you do you mind if we tell you what this is? I assume no because you don't care about spoilers yeah, usually. Go ahead. Um, so in this game, there is a board game, like a straight up like it has like a like a big board with like fucking mountains and shit on it, like that volcano game we played at Pax Unplugged that one time. Okay. Um, Fire Island, Fireball Island. Fireball Island. Island. Yeah, we, we we bought that by the way. <laughs> oh, nice. So it's called Fort Condor, and it's it's a um like a tower defense strategy game where you are defending your own Fort Condor and while also trying to attack your opponent's Fort Condor. Yeah. Okay. So each side has three uh, uh, birds on it that you have to defend. The birds will attack and defend on their own, and you have an ATB gauge that fills, and based on how high it is, it can fill up to... Depends on the board you have, actually, but it could fill up to nine, I think, is the highest. Um, the higher, the more you have, the stronger the cards you can play. And so some of them are just basic, like, enemies with machine guns and dogs. Uh, my strategy tended to lean on placing um, uh, units down that would spawn more units. Like, it took longer for me to get started. I needed 5 ATB to start. But if I got started early enough, I could just start throwing things down and they would constantly be, like, heading out. Like, it, and, like, they have the, the rock, paper, scissor, like, um, power triangle aspect going with a ranged defender and uh, uh, a melee. It's just, like, a really fun game. Yeah, and, like, there's a lot of options. Um, as you play with people, you kind of get more cards to play as, like, your your defenders and attackers and everything like that. And before you get into an actual match, you can, you can like, decide, like, which attacker, well, like, which cards you basically want it to have available. 
mm-hmm. and like plan out like like Richie said like he had a, like one that like it took five ATB to be able to play it, but he could maybe have another one that was just like a shield guy for two ATB that he could drop a shield guy right up front just to have like that defense while he waited for the five to rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, basically it's a it was either a two or three minute game like like there was a, a clock. Um, and it was whoever had the most of their, their, their three birds left at the end was the winner or whoever, um, whoever lost their main like base in the back. It was basically, it's like the two smaller bases in the front, like your two like towers and then your big tower in the back and you, whichever side you come in on, cause it's like, you know, there's, there's two openings on either side for your, your characters to kind of like have to go back and forth through. And there's like a line of scrimmage that moves with um whichever force is further along. So if you've okay. pushed through first, you can actually place your troops onto the other onto your opponent's side. If your opponent has pushed through though, you can only put your troops like back behind your line. Right. Okay. Um yeah. and yeah, it like there was there was definitely like a, a certain amount of strategy to it. Like you could definitely like for for some of these people at least like that I played, you could totally just brute force it and just like if you just dropped enough people like on one side and just kind of like defended the other side just enough that no one could get through, um, you would just fucking brute force your way through it. Yeah. Um, but you end up playing mostly people from the first game, like little random side characters, like uh uh Johnny and that one annoying girl that was always like starting up shit. Okay. That was um I think she was like the daughter or the niece of like the Angel of the Slums. Yeah. Right. Uh you you played Jesse and Wedge as well. Oh, I didn't get to play either of them. Every time I Jesse had the board next to her, but every time I went up to her, she told me to go fuck myself. Well you had you had to <laughs> you had to rank up. Oh Yeah. Okay. So uh Wedge is the big guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. like it, uh, to get the, the, the trophy and to like, to, to advance to fight, like the, it's a side quest and the side quest is to fight the grand champion. In order to fight the grand champion, you had to fight everyone who was available. Um, and on your mini map, there's, there's a special icon like Fort Condor icon for everyone who's available at the rank you're at. So the more people you play and defeat in that rank, so you defeat everyone in that rank, it's like, alright, you've ranked up, go fight the next person. And, and so then, it, it went four, three, two, and one, basically. And so at rank four, you had to fight four people. Rank three, three, two, two, and um, or something like that. And so the uh, the the, the grand champion is is Wedge. Uh, Jesse, I believe, was rank three. So you start at rank four. Uh, or maybe it's the other way around. You start at rank one, and you have to go to four. I can't fully remember. And I think it's, it's that way. Yeah, and it's just like. At one point, you fight. You just fight a business guy. He's just businessman Shinra. I, I don't remember. He doesn't really have a name. Um, and like when you beat him, he's like, like Yuffie mocks him. Like, oh, uh, at least your uh, your daughter's gonna understand how to beat someone weak. And he's like, well, I let you win, and that's what I was trying to learn how to do, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's such a stupid fun mini game that I I hope they like don't force feed it to you in the next one. But maybe, like, give me a cell phone game? Yeah, and it was honestly, like, it, it was nice the way they did it in this one. Um, there were only, I, I believe there were only two side quests, really, in this game. It was the Fort Condor stuff, and then the um the turtle poster things. Uh, and technically three, because there's also Defeat Ramu. Oh, right, right. Yeah, there's the, I forgot there was the VR stuff, too. Yeah. Um, But so, there's, like... There was only one VR mission that's a side mission, unless maybe there's more unlocked in hard mode. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm not sure because I I only tried to fight Ramu once, and it was before I had the the dude, yeah. and just I got wrecked immediately. And I'm like, eh, I don't need to do this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the I did not do the turtle missions because the it was bugged for me or something. Because every time I tried to do sneak up to that dog, it immediately dropped me out of stealth. And even though I was behind the boxes, I wasn't crouched, so the dog would see me. Oh, which is weird. I had no problem with it. Yeah, um, but like, I, yeah, I don't know. It. I enjoyed it, and, like, I'm not a big, like, do all the side missions the way you are anyway. Yeah. Um, but, Drew, I know I mentioned this to you in, in like, on Facebook Messenger or something like that. Um, definitely 100% worth you playing, because the end of it, like, the, the ending movie cinematic stuff, directly sets up the next game. Yeah, like, I definitely want to play it, I just didn't have the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, t- I completely understand that, and there's plenty of time, I'm sure, before the next one comes yeah. out. Uh, you pr- you've probably got at least two years to, to play it. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's got some direct setup for the next game. See, I I have a feeling that he's got a year to play. I have a feeling that the next one is going to be another DLC. Uh, I don't know. I think I think they're going to go right into the next game. The, knowing what the next portion of Final Fantasy VII is, which is story time, it wouldn't make sense to start it with that. It would make sense to do another DLC of story time and then start the next one going into uh um Junyon, right? That's the port. Yeah, that's what that would make sense. Like, do story time first as a DLC at Calm. But like, going to Junyun's nothing. Like, exactly. Well, exa- so the next game would start with maybe you going to Junyun, but it's mostly Junyun and uh, maybe up to and through the Gold Saucer or something. It, it, if they're it doing have like to a be. full release, it would have to be the Gold Saucer because literally in, Junyun's like five minutes. Yeah. Unless they make a an elaborate thing out of infiltrating the um the Shinra parade and all of that, they look they they turned uh Midgar into thirty hours. I mean, you're sure, not wrong, <laughs> but also like Midgar is a fairly sizable chunk in actual playing it on the original game. Like it's they like made five hours into twenty five hours. Yeah. Like Jun Junin's an hour. Yeah. Like, which, tops. like <laughs> I like I just I don't see a sense in them with how they like wrapped it up, like pretty much setting up calm and story time. To me, I think it would make more sense to do that as a DLC and then move forward with the story after that. Because there is a lot of nothing between Calm and Junyun that like unless they're going to incorporate Chocobo taming and shit like that. Like, but there's... you don't you don't even get to do that at that point in the game anyway. I yeah, know, you only but... get to catch one to ride it across the water. Yeah, but like they, again, they could they could expand on that and make it bigger or like we don't know how they're going to push forward with the game, especially with the ending of the of Final Fantasy VII remake. Like we don't know if, how things might change. I so... mean, we have an idea after intermission, but just to play devil's advocate. Um. I, like story time could be the the perfect way to start the game. You you have the you have the characters um reach calm, get to the inn, all that's fun stuff, and then but like don't have like literally have that as like cutscene of them getting to calm so that you're not out like fighting anybody, mm-hmm. and then the the Nibelheim story time becomes like your sort of like reintroduction into combat and everything as a weaker cloud because he is not you know. Soldier first class cloud at that point. True. I mean, knowing uh, knowing modern day Square Enix, 
it's going to be, they're going to get the calm, and he's going to say, I have a story to tell you, fade to black, fade back from black, and that's my story, and then it's going to push forward, and they're going to have a DLC of story time that takes place during that, that releases after. That's in, that's entirely possible, too. That could be Final Fantasy Remake Part 2 Intermission Intergrade? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, On the knows? PS8. Yeah, who knows, but... It, the 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 intermissions is is worth it. Um, it it got me wanting to go back and replay through Final Fantasy VII Remake, which listeners and you guys all know I'm not someone to do that for most games. No, but you do play games until like you've done so much in them that you can't. And I don't. You never platinum that though, right? I never platinumed it, but like it's not even that I want to go back and platinum it. It's just like I really liked how the game played. I really liked how the story went and I want to refresh myself and refresh my memory and just replay through it all. Like I don't want to skip shit again. I want to go back and play through it all. Just probably just on hard mode though. And not on normal mode since I do need to get that platinum. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I've said it a couple of times. Like I thought intermission was great though. Like, yeah, it, like it, it was, I think it was paced well and long enough for the $20 tag. Cool. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out. And like, cause like I said, all I did was opened up the game and jumped to a couple different chapters to see how that game looked on my new TV, because I haven't lo- looked at Final Fantasy VII since I've had the OLED. And mm-hmm. boy, like, so I first went to where you're climbing up to the the top after they've blown everything up and it's all, all destroyed and whatnot, because... Mm-hmm. There were some cool visuals from way up in the in the climb on that, so that looked really good. And then I went to Wall Market just to see all the neon and all that sticking out on against the real dark, and also looked super. Yeah, no, and, and like that game was always a very good looking game, and yeah, the it it's super smooth. Like the intermission at least was super smooth, looked amazing. Yeah, Rich, anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, that's it. All right, well. I played, or ha- have been playing, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Not done it yet. I, uh, I think last time I like actually had to load it from like a closed game, I was at like 35% of the way through it. Uh, that game is absolutely charming. That is what I've heard. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not like reinventing the wheel or anything like that. Like, it's nothing crazy different for that franchise. Like, if you played a Ratchet & Clank game, it is still that game. Um, but, like, visually, it's probably one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Um, just even like the lighting coming off of Clank is just incredible. Um, and like the, the fur and like just the movement and the texture on Ratchet and Rivet, like just little things like that. Like they, it is kind of insane that Insomniac put this game out like six months after the Miles game, which also looked very good. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I was having a little bit of a problem with, um, lip syncing was super out of sync for a while. I think the game got a patch and then it got better, but there was like the first time I was playing it, it was very like you could see that their mouths were not moving in time with the words and it was very like off-putting. But like since then, so that was that was on like Thursday, I want to say. Since like Saturday, it it hasn't been happening and the game definitely got an update because I had to actively restart it the one time. So, mm-hmm. um but other than that, like I, it hard crashed on me once. Um, after dying, like I, like I fell off of something and like the game just hard crashed. <laughs> um, 
Is there a lot of uh, work, uh, um, complaints out there of the game being buggy, or is it just... No, not that, I, not that I've seen. A lot of okay. people seem very happy with it. I'm just saying, like, th- those were the only two issues I've had so far. Okay. okay. It hard crashed that one time, and the lip-syncing for, like, the first two days I had it was just very off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, otherwise, like, the gameplay's super smooth. It looks great. Um, there's a It mixes up things in a, in a fun way. So the whole Rift thing... Where, like, you're literally pulled into a different dimension, and that's where Rivet is from. So, Ratchet and Rivet are from two different dimensions. And when you get pulled into there, Ratchet and Clank actually get separated, and Rivet finds Clank. And yeah. in the dimensions they fall into, um, robots are sort of like the enemies and everything, because uh, Nefarious is the emperor in that uh, universe, not just like this evil villain doctor robot guy. Yeah. So Rivet's super untrusting of robots up front until she like sees Ratchet's memories and realizes like, oh no, he's actually okay. Um, but it's a little weird because when you're playing, you're playing Rivet with Ratchet, and then Ratchet is just by himself for the first like planet, I want to say, and then Ratchet finds his own like a like another robot to like help him out. But they added um, I don't remember these in any other games. But in this one, if you're playing as Ratchet, he's got this little spider AI thing called, I know I wrote it down somewhere, Glitch. Little spider robot on a memory stick called Glitch. When he gets to something that he has to, like, hack or bypass or whatever, he plugs Glitch into it. And then it becomes this little, like, shoot 'em up sort of game where you're this spider robot who's, like, doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. And, like, you're just, like, making your way through this thing, like, shooting virus, like, literally shooting computer viruses and having to take out the nests of them. Uh, but because you're a spider, you can ca- kind of, like, climb up certain walls and, like, walk upside down in the camera reorients. And they're not very long, so, like, they never overstay their welcome. And they're just, they're, they're a fun little change in pace to the game. Mm-hmm. And then when you're playing as Rivet with Clank, you'll occasionally find these, like, domes of, like, rift energy or whatever they're supposed to be that clank can like interface with and you end up it's excuse me it's a puzzle section where you have to um move it's it's clank's possibilities so it's just this constant stream of clanks and it's all the possibilities of what he could be doing okay and they're just like little like ghosts basically running and like something will stop them either like Boxes will be in the way, or a fan will blow them off course, or something. And you basically have to make your way through this, and there are these orbs you pick up. So far, there's a heavy orb that will, like, it'll make Clank heavy, it'll make these, like, figments of future Clanks heavy, or possible Clanks heavy. Um, Or if there's, like, platforms that raise and lower, it will make them fall down all the way. Uh, There is a light one that will make Clanks kind of, like, get, like, shot up into the air. Or if there's a raising platform, it'll hold that platform up. Um, and then there's a speed one that will make clanks go faster. Um, so like you find those and it, you know, it's, it's a very common puzzle. Like I can't think of another game off the top of my head that does it, but like, it's a puzzle I've seen before and it's just, you know, pick up the ball, put the ball into a hole, figure out like the right pattern basically. (coughs) And it's generally like three of those to figure out, to get the clanks from one end to the other. They're never super complicated. It like, once you kind of like figure out how to get all of the, the, the orbs, it's pretty easy to figure out how you're supposed to use them to move along. And occasionally you're just like, well, what happens if I throw the orb over here? Like, what what will this do? And you're, you're like pleasantly surprised. It's like, oh, cool. That does do what I thought it was going to do. Let's do this now. Um, and then the rest of the gameplay is just your regular Ratchet and Clank, you know, 
silly weapons, doing silly shit, turning people into bushes, shooting shooting mushroom dudes that help attack for you, throwing your wrench at bad guys. Yeah, yeah. It, that, so the the the, uh, the little spider bot and 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 clank th- stuff, they always had some sort of clank like mini game in them. So like yeah. that's that's what like both of those sound like. And they, those were always like fun little stupid, like like you said, hacking mini games or whatever. Uh, and, like I've I've actually never really played the Ratchet and Clank series. I know the one was free, was or is or was and is free uh, at the moment. Yeah, the um, remake from 2016. And I, I like like I never the remake from 2016 that's that had the movie made out of that was based off the movie that this one is based off of, right? That this one's the sequel of. Well, this one is, like, just a sequel to all of them. Because, like, this one isn't just a direct sequel to the remake. It's just the next one in the line of Ratchet and Clank games. Because this one takes place, like, far enough down the line where, like, Ratchet and Clank haven't had to do anything in a while. And, they're like, it opens up with, like, like a celebration for them for because they're heroes. And it's... Okay. And, like, Ratchet literally goes, man, I haven't had to do this in a while. Like, I hope I'm not too rusty. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, I also have not played all, like, I haven't played most of the Ratchet and Clank. I played, um, the PS3 Tools of Destruction, which I think was the first one in, like, 07. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't play another one until the remake. And yeah, like, both of those games were just a lot of fun. And I'm kind of, I'm disappointed I never actually went back and played all the other ones. But yeah, this, I, this one is fantastic. I've, I've watched Eric play through all of them. They've all looked really fun. They have, like, that stupid goofy weapons that, that, that they have in that, like, the, the polymorph gun and stuff like that. It's just those games are great, and I, I, I also am just mad I've never actually gotten into them. Like, if if Mario Golf wasn't coming out this week and Intermission wasn't two weeks ago, I probably would have gotten Ratchet. Speaking of goofy weapons, how's the gun that shoots things from other PlayStation games? I haven't gotten it yet. I was about, oh, I was about no. to say that <laughs> I haven't really gotten any of like the over-the-top weapons yet. Like, I haven't gotten, like, the disco gun, if that's even in this one. Um, I don't know. I've got, like, the ricochet, and the, um... I've got one that turns every enemies into plants for, for a few seconds. Um, There was one in one of the games that, like, it was the big gun of the game, and as you're shooting it, it was a rapid-fire rocket launcher with homing missile gun or something like It was nuts. Uh... As you're shooting it, it has like the the, the fanfare the boom boom as you're playing as you're shooting it. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, but yeah, that that those games always have like all sorts of fun goofy guns. Um, one thing that I find actually kind of weird in this one, so Rivet and Ratchet have yet to actually be in the same space. Um, they have communicated over like a radio. But that's it, and they're they're basically all working to the same goal of rebuilding the Dimensionator or whatever they call it. The, basically, the gun that lets them travel between dimensions. Because um, the the whole catalyst for the game was Clank rebuilt this gun for Ratchet as a gift, so that Ratchet could go try and find the other Lombaxes. Okay. And then Nefarious shows up, tries to steal it. It explodes. They get trapped in this other universe, like. And then, like, the universes are literally kind of, like, coming apart at the seams because this gun exploded, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in the levels that's super cool, though, is... Oh, I'm sorry. What I was saying before about Ratchet and Rivet. Um, they... Everything that you do, like, upgrade-wise, happens to both of them. 
Mm-hmm. So if I'm playing as Ratchet and I go and I buy a gun and then upgrade that gun, Rivet gets all of those upgrades too. Which, cool, whatever. The thing that's super fucking weird though and just seems like out of like, it doesn't make sense to any sort of story. Um, On one planet, this robot specifically gives Ratchet these boots that let him do like a jet run basically so that he can like go off of ramps and like basically fly across giant chasms but it also makes you go much faster when you're running Mm -hmm. um rivet did not have those before the next planet you go to when you're rivet has them now (laughs) and it's just like well like i get it you want everyone to have like the same mechanics and all but like that just seems silly yeah i i I get what you're saying but like that's one of those like read between the lines she got it while you weren't playing as her type of thing like dude she's in a spaceship the whole time like you land on the next planet when you switch back to her then i don't know i mean look it's a it's a game it's not a game that you're supposed to think that deep about like that's the actual answer yeah yeah but it's just one of those things it's like this is just this is the one thing that's just like a little weird for like continuity's sake Mm -hmm. but otherwise it's really cool there's um they have, like, the rifts in the world are actually, like, a game mechanic, too. Yeah. So you'll occasionally find, like, these, like, yellow um, bordered rifts that you can actually, you pull. Your, like, it's weird. Like, the, the visual for it is basically you're pulling the rift to Ratchet, and it then transport Ratchet or, or Rivet to wherever that thing goes. So it becomes, like, in certain platforming sections, you'll, like, basically have to make a leap of faith and then hit the button to, like, go through up to one of these um these rifts but then you they're also in some of the combat encounters they're like strategically placed around the arena so that you can sort of like sneak up behind bad guys and like fire on them while they're still firing like where you used to be mm-hmm. um and then there's uh like pocket dimensions i believe they referred to them as where you'll occasionally find these like purple rifts that have like a glass sheen to them that you actually break open and when you go into them they're generally actual just platforming missions, like wall running and avoiding like explosive boxes and stuff like that. There's usually never e- any enemies in there. And when you get to the end of it, you get a, like an armor piece, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And there's like different armor sets on each planet that give you like different perks and stuff like that. It's neat. Yeah. Um. And they actually like the the armor sets like appear in the cutscenes and all. You, generally, what'll happen is they'll um the character will actively like take off the helmet during a cutscene while while they're talking. So that, like, they don't have to animate the whole thing with the helmet. They can just use, like, the base um, animation. Yeah. Which, it, like, is a clever way to do it. Because at least you're not just, like, cutting to a cutscene where it's then, like, oh, like, this looks nothing like what the character looks like. They're actually giving, like, a reason for why the character looks different in the cutscene. Uh, you also can't really tell what when it goes from cutscene to gameplay. Like, I have stood still for a few seconds not realizing the game w- restarted <laughs> after, like, a cutscene. So, like... Fucking good on them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, definitely recommend the game. Like, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, $70 is a little steep still. Like, I know people aren't, like, quite used to that yet. But I think this is one of those games where, like, okay, yeah, like, this game was worth 70 so far. Now, Rich, you, uh, while we were, while I was rambling away there, you added breaking news. Qu- quotes, news, because I think I'm really the only one who cares about it. But, uh, um, I guess it was, is that Paramount? Uh, whoever makes the Transformers movies released the title of the next Transformers movie. Yeah, and it's going to involve the beasts. Rise of the beasts. It's going to be fucking Beast Wars. And I believe I'm it's excited. Universal. Universal, yeah, whoever it was. Uh, but it's fucking Beast Wars, and I'm excited. And that's so the all- this is only good if it's like Bumblebee, 
but also has Marky Mark. Uh, <laughs> who knows? We'll we'll see. I I haven't. I like they literally. It was like four hours ago. Their Facebook just posted it. Like they just announced it. I haven't done any research on it. That's why it was like I, a quick yeah. thing. I forgot you liked the Transformers movies. I saw that earlier this afternoon and thought about asking you guys about it, but I knew Drew didn't care. I knew I didn't really care. And I just, I, I forgot that you liked those movies. Here's the thing I took away from, when, from it when I saw that headline. They're on a seventh fucking Transformers movie. Well, yeah. yeah. No, this, it, isn't this it, the eighth? No, this is seven. It, unless... Unless they're I, not including uh, Bumblebee, but yeah, it's this is the seventh movie. It's uh, uh, two of them with Shia LaBeouf, three of them with Shia LaBeouf. Was was Shia LaBeouf in the third one? Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen and Dark of the Moon were all him. Megan Fox right, was only right. in the Megan first. Megan Fox two. was two, and then Marky Mark was was in the fourth one, and the um, fifth one, and the fifth one, and then Bumblebee would be the sixth one. Wait, was the fifth one Age of Ex- was Marky Mark's first one Age of Extinction with T.J. Miller? Yes, and then the, the, the next one was The Last Night. Okay, for, like I forgot that the first one he did was Age of Extinction then. Yeah. For some reason, I thought there was another one before that. And and, and don't get me wrong, as as much enjoyment as I do get out of these, uh, uh, I understandably not liked and honestly not that great movies. It's more about the Beast Wars that I care about than the rest of them. Look, I, will, I think that the first, five movies were or six whatever they were like everything up to last night was not good i never even bothered watching last night but i know people did not like that one at all Mm -hmm. um bumblebee was a very fun movie like it did everything that you wanted those movies to do that they didn't do for the decade before yeah like i haven't watched last night and i haven't watched bumblebee but like i saw rise of the beast and i was like fucking beast wars yes yeah like honestly like Bumblebee is a thousand percent worth watching. Um, it's super endearing. Um, Haley Steinfeld is actually like a likable like character, whereas normally the human people in these movies are just not very likable. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's likable, she's relatable. Bumblebee is Bumblebee. Like he's just you know he 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 is the Transformer that you feel the the most like compassion for. Yeah. Um, John Cena's in it, being like an army dude. So like. There you go, Drew. John Cena. Woo. Um, they play He's a the good fu- actor. They they play the the fucking song. Um, you got the touch. You got the power. You know that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it's Bumblebee was very good and worth people watching. Yeah. I, I I'll probably maybe watch that eventually, but I just I'm excited for Beast Wars. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to do this. I wonder if it's going to be an actual, like, take on Beast... Like, not obviously not Beast Wars, because they're going to keep it modern day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But are they going to just, like... Are, are the Beast Wars going to be, like, the next generation, and they're just not going to have the other ones? Or is it going to be some sort of, like, the Beasts meeting, like, the original... Like, the, the Maximals meeting the Autobots? So, it, and that's... it. It's probably not going to be a retelling of the original story because a that takes place far in the past um and right because they like time travel and shit don't they it also it also deals with some major time travel aspects where it's actually the the um it's the uh primals and the predacons it's the maximals and the predacons maximals and and the predacons it's optimus primal optimus is the the optimus Um, of it but he he eventually merges so, his spark with Optimus Prime, yes, and becomes Optimal Optimus, if I remember correctly, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, but like 
it takes place both like there those factions of the Transformers are from far into the future, but they travel to the past, back to a past after accidentally the Transformers that we know, the 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 um Autobots and Decepticons actually traveled to. And it was it's so weird. And there was actually a series that took excuse me, took place after that. Beast Machines, which was Something not like that, as yeah. good. Yeah, so Beast no. Machines is when they went back to um Cybertron. Yeah. And they became like at least most of the 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 Maximals became like organic machines. Like they they were they were still robots in disguise, but they were more like when they were in their animal form, they had this more like organic feel. And even when they like they had to actually practice transforming, it wasn't just like a thing they could do. Yeah, yeah. That it was that show was weird. It was, but like, so I don't know if they're gonna like do all of that. Um, but the, uh, who knows. I haven't seen The Last Night, so I don't know how that ended. So I don't know what they can do with it. Yeah, I know, like, the Dinobots are not the same as, like, the Beast, like, the Beast Wars. Like, they no. were, like like you said, they were totally different. And I think the only well, dinosaurs were Megatron was a T-Rex, and there was the Raptor, whose name I can't remember, that started as a Predacon, but became a Maximal. I believe his name was like Raptinator. Honestly, it was a hundred percent was something stupid like that because um, that's basically all their names were basically whatever fucking yeah animal they yeah. were with like Nader at the end. Yeah, it's like because like it, with the um uh uh Maximals you had Rat Trap, Cheetor, uh Optimus Primal because he was a gorilla. Ironside, um, I think, or no, Ironside might have been the actual Autobot. It would be, uh, it would be like Rhino side or something because he was a, ry- a Rhino. Um, but yeah, I can't. I Insector, can't I think, was one of them or something like that. Uh, 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 yeah, Waspinator. 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 <laughs> that was that was bait. Waspinator, I think, would technically have been the equivalent of um the Jet. Uh, Starscream. Starscream, yeah. Only Starscream was cooler. Or, yeah, but it's just who knows what they're gonna do with this. Uh. It's just a little quick thing. I'm excited because I saw that. Maybe I'll actually watch uh, last night. Let's see if it's free anywhere. Because I ain't paying for that shit. <laughs> Can't say I blame you at all. Uh, let's see. Transfers. Uh, it's on uh, Prime Video for two ninety nine. So that that's worth it. And I watched worse movies for the same price. It's uh, actually, according to Just Watch, it's four dollars on Prime. I I it, I just. On Google, it said two ninety nine Prime Video. Yeah, it, HD is, is three ninety nine. So it's okay. probably if there's an SD version, that is probably two ninety nine. Okay. And it'll be three ninety nine. But that's again, that's not too bad. But that's all. Uh, that's all I have on that. I just wanted to say I saw that and I'm excited. Uh, but we have one more topic to talk about. Yep. So Breath of the Breath of the Wild two stuff got a little more revealed last week with on at Nintendo's Direct, which I don't know if it, either of you guys saw. But it sort of, um, it, it, it brought back the conversation about the weapon degradation mechanic in Breath of the Wild. And there's a pretty big divide of people that fucking hated it and people that thought it was good. So people that were right and people that were wrong. Exactly. I mean, uh, um, I mean, yeah, you can look at it that way on both sides because we have two people here who, well, one person who didn't play the game, one person who did and doesn't like it, and one person who did, and doesn't hate it. That, which is fair. Okay, Chase. Jesus. <laughs> what's what's he going crazy about? 
He hates weapon degradation in games. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there might have been a dog barking outside or something that, that scared him. I don't know. Poor boy. He just sounded so like not even angry, just so like like put out. Like no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your weapon degradation. That's that's pretty much how he's been all day. He's like Cobb's gonna talk to you about weapon weapon degradation. Fuck that. Um. But yeah. But- so. This made me think, um, are there any game mechanics that you guys wish that would just go away? Like, that they would just stop doing? Or, like, any that you that you have, like, a, a thing that you'd want to, like, change about it? Map towers. I don't know what that means. I don't want to uh, climb a fucking tower to see the fucking map. Just give oh, me the goddamn fucking so map. You, so you don't want to play Ubisoft games. Got it. Well, it's not just <laughs> Ubisoft. There are other games beyond Ubisoft that have that. Like uh, Breath of the Her- Wild, Breath of the Wild. Horizon has the fucking, um, uh, Brontosaurus, uh, robots. Like, yep. there are, like, climbing fucking towers to get the map. I- I'm over it. I am, yeah. I am absolutely over it. Uh, just, just give me the fucking map. Uncover things as I get near it. That's what I want. That's what, that's how it should be. Like, or, just don't make it a fucking tower and just let me walk into a room and, Type in some things on the computer and get the map if that's what you're gonna do. I'm tired of this stupid mini game of climbing a map where if I fall, I fucking die. And just give me the map. That's I mean that's yeah, fair. That's, and like that's a pretty good map. in her like I never minded it in Horizon because I actually thought like climbing and finding and all that on the the big brontosaurus things was actually like interesting and fun. But like in the Ubisoft games, because it's every Ubisoft open world game, you have to do it. I there's think, there's nothing to it. It's literally just all right. Well, there's a tower. Let me just climb straight up it real quick. Like I think one of their racing games, like the crew or something like that, had a fucking tower mechanic in it. Yeah, yeah, yep. And e- even Breath of the Wild, like theirs weren't great either. But like some of them required a little more like thought to them, like mm-hmm. like shooting like the the vines with like a fire arrow or something like that yeah. to make them go away. And like you know, like you sh- you had to actually put a little thought into it. It wasn't just. Oh, there's a tower. I'm just gonna climb up this obvious white path on the side. Like, yeah, like I, I like I'm playing video games. I know, so there's a level of um realism that you have to like forego. But like that's not realistic. I am not going to climb the Empire State Building to to find where I have to go. I'm gonna go up and get a fucking map. And every, but with the exception of say maybe Breath of the Wild, that's the only thing I can think of that has a tower climbing system that doesn't have map makers, there's map makers in every era. There's, you should be able to just go get a fucking map. I mean, like, I felt like it fit in Assassin's Creed 1. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Like, it but was... That- like, it, it's 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 now a feature just so that people can show how tall they can make buildings. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's pointless. Yeah, I think Assassin's Creed 1, it was... It was new and interesting, and it fit. Mm-hmm. Like two and Brotherhood took place in smaller areas generally. Like I know two was a little bit bigger because you went to a couple different cities, but you were generally in cities for them, so it didn't make as much sense. It's like why isn't there just somebody selling maps of the fucking city, like Richie said? Yeah, and, and like it gets to a point now, like that there's too many of them. Like in, in in Assassin's Creed One, there was like one or two per city. But in modern days, like, I haven't played a modern day Assassin's Creed. I haven't played one since fucking France. And there was, like, 20 fucking towers to climb in France. Yeah, in France. In, in Paris, no less. Like, you're in the city. Yeah. Why isn't yeah. there just a map of the city? <laughs> but And also, 
Paris, the, like the the actual cityscape of Paris, France, is not that tall. There's maybe three tall buildings, and it's the fucking church and the fucking Eiffel Tower, and I don't know the fucking church again. Like that's it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, uh, yeah. Drew. How about how about you? Did you do you have anything that comes to mind? Uh, I, encumbrance is pretty bad and annoying in a lot of cases, especially when it like stops you from being able to fast travel. So ma- mainly Bethesda games. I'm looking at you. Yeah, and like encumbrance can be done well, and then it can be done Bethesda. Yeah, like just I, and I guess encumbrance isn't even the right word. Like just having a limit to what you can carry, like makes sense. I I agree to an extent. Like choose one. If you're gonna have a, an inventory size, that's fine. If you're gonna have a weight limit, that's fine. Just don't do both. I'm looking at you, fucking Valheim. Don't do both. Well, I mean, like, I, I see the logic in it being both, because some things are heavier than others, and would take up more space. Like, it's, uh, at least, it's a level of realism, but, I mean, also, fuck that. <laughs> I, I, like, it's, 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 it's ridiculous in Valheim, because, like, ore, minerals and ore in Valheim are so fucking heavy that, like, you need a cart, and the way they do weight and, and, and encumbrance in that game is it actually wears down on your stamina if you're over encumbered? Okay. So you you act you have to load up the cart, but then the cart actually weighs itself down with how much you put in there, and it slows your movement down as you're trying to run back, and you can't teleport with ores or minerals or metals of any sort that are like like you can teleport with a metal sh- sword, but you can't teleport with a bronze bar. So you just any time you go somewhere that you're gonna be smelting metals you need to have a base because you can't use the portals there's there is a mod to let you that lets you use the portals that i've considered downloading for when i get back into them <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um so i actually i i thought of two that are super common um and it's it's usually the two that sorry it's usually the two things that people seem to actually complain about a lot in games um follow missions and like protect missions okay yeah. Um. Like both of them just tend to not be fun nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think I've played. No, I, I'm sure I've played a game that's had protect missions, but like I don't really recall follow missions in any games for a while. Um. I mean, Assassin's Creed games were actually like the biggest culprit of those for the longest time, mm-hmm. and it was actually why I stopped playing those games because they, what in Assassin's Creed Floor when it was both following people on land and then having to fucking follow them in a boat, I'm just like, nope, I'm done, fuck this. Yeah, fuck that. Um, but like, uh, actually, so I'm going to talk about, talk about the game proper next week. But Judgment actually has follow missions. Um, it makes sense though. You're a fucking private investigator. You're tailing people that you're hired to like be checking out. Um. But their system actually works a lot better, in my opinion. It's not overly long. Um, there is a very good, um, like, meter. Like, the meter is the whole width of the fucking screen. So, like, you have time to get the fuck out of Dodge if somebody turns around or you get too close or whatever. Um, and it, it is. It's it, it's a much more forgiving follow as opposed to, like, some some games that do that where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, like, if if they if they even turn around and look at you, they're just going to run away and it's game over and you have to start all over. Mm-hmm. Those were the uh, worst. And, like, protection stuff is the same way where either, like, you're le- like a character is following you or they're trying to do something and you have to, like, fight, like, waves of enemies while they're doing that thing so they don't get attacked. I'm like, 
make up your mind. Either I have to fight the waves of enemies, or they I have to protect them from like something else. But like, don't give wave after wave of enemy that like is coming from all sides that you you expect me to like take care of, and this person can only get hit twice. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually this one just happened in Ratchet and Clank. Actually, there was a mission where like there were several waves of enemies. And luckily, like, again, like, the, the AI character had a lot of health, so it wasn't outrageous to do, but, like, it was just, it was a lot of enemies coming in at once to the point where, like, that section wasn't fun to play. Yeah. And, like, that sort of thing, it's like, if these sections aren't fun to play, then why fucking do them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, it's, I, 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 like, I haven't, like I said, though, I haven't played a game in a while that had a mission like that that I thought was not good. Um, Which is good. I've, my, my, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I get what you're saying though. Like those, those missions, I remember back in the day with a lot of follow missions where the, the enemy or the, the person you're following walked too slow, but also too fast. And you yeah. could never find that perfect, like, even with the, um, like the, 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 the joysticks where, like, you could move slower, you still couldn't match theirs. Yeah, exactly. And those were, because, like, they just sit there and talk the entire time. And, like, they had them all the fucking time back. Yeah, and I'm surprised neither of you guys said QTE. Because I know those have gone away in a lot of cases, but people hated those. I I really enjoyed QTE. Like, that was my favorite part about Resident Evil 4. I loved the game Rise from the Xbox One. Like, QTEs are, in my opinion, great. You are your a, opinions are bad, but no, no, I mean, they're well. not bad. Like they're, you are just you are one of the few people of that opinion. Like I'm kind of indifferent to them. Like if they're done well, I'm fine with them. But when they're kind of thrown in out of nowhere, when the game doesn't like use them in a more like laid back sense, and it's like a it's like a fail point, then it's like no, like what the fuck are you doing? You can't just put a random QTE here without any fucking knowledge that you're going to do those and have it be a one button fail. That's that's basically what happened in Resident Evil 4. Like Resident Evil 4 the first time you got it to QTE, like you didn't know you were going to get it. I think like a boulder was rolling down at you and you had to keep tapping A to get start. Like you, you'd put your controller down for a cutscene or whatever and then you'd have to just start running away and tapping A real quick to run away from this boulder. Like I, there's it, it, for me, it keeps knowing that they're in a game keeps me in it. Not knowing they're in a game and finding it out makes me like, oh shit, okay, and I have to stick with it because there are some games that have fucking long ass cutscenes that you kind of get bored with. Yeah, but like I like I've played games like and more modern than Resident Evil Four that's almost twenty years old where you know like. But what version of Resident Evil Four? Because it's been released twenty <laughs> fucking times. But I mean th- those cut th- those quick time events are that are in every one, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, that'd be funny if they took them out of some of them. I mean, they're remaking Resident Evil Four, so we we've never. Oh no, so they're not remaking it. They're. Po- I want to see a QTE in fucking VR. Actually, like, I wonder how they're going to do that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's, bu- there's buttons on those controllers. Yeah. There are, but like that could be very jarring. Just a button prompt fucking showing up in the middle of your um line of sight. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, you're looking around, because sometimes, like, that stuff doesn't always get mapped to, like, your actual view as much as it just gets mapped to a certain place on the screen. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that'd that be interesting. Um, And then just to bring this all around, um, as far as the, the weapon degradation goes, do you guys think that they're going to keep it in Breath of the Wild 2? Yes. 
Do you think they'll make any improvements to it? No. It's Nintendo. <laughs> it's That's Nintendo. actually the right answer. They're, they're, they won't throw in Waluigi in Smash. They're not going to fix that. And I'm me being someone who didn't hate the system. Like, again, I'm not... When when I talk... Like, when you guys talk about these systems, you hate them. I'm turning around saying I didn't hate them. I, I'm not saying they're great systems. I'm not saying they're amazing. It was just part of the game, and it was a part of the game that I got used to, and is not overdone in modern gaming that it's it wasn't that big of a deal for me. You're right. It's not overdone. I A lot of it for me was just like the weapon degradation. Like I already wasn't super into the combat and the yeah. weapon breaking and and the way that the weapons broke just made me not want to do the combat. Yeah. Like I, mean, I, I mean, would just, I would look for ways to do any that to just not have to fight people. Yeah. And we're two different style of gamers because I loved the combat. And that was just another part of the strategy of re- realizing what you needed to do. Because there, most of the weapons, I believe, you could throw in that. So at one point or another, as it's getting closer and closer to being broken, you would throw that and swap to the next weapon. Like, it's part of the strategy. So, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going off of something I saw somebody say on, like, a Twitter thing. But didn't they not have any sort of gauge to when your weapon was going to break? Other than the Master Sword, like, I feel like all of the other weapons just, like, literally poofed when they were done. Like, there wasn't, like, a meter or a tell that they were getting ready I to mean, break. It, th- there was, there there had to have been at least a tell. But it's, I haven't played the game since the launch of the Switch. Yeah, so that was the way it was worded in the thing I saw. And the one, and, and what the person was saying was they could definitely improve it by giving the ability to repair weapons instead of just letting them break. But also having a more, like, reasonable method to tell how long your weapon was going to last for. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, yeah, they could do that. But when these weapons aren't special, that's, like, also my point of it. Like, they're just weapons. You can get a million fire axes. You can run around in the game with a million fire axes. Like, they're a dime a dozen. But so you, ha- you have finite bag space. It's a very large game. I... I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy and say, there's 999 fucking little seeds to gri- collect. If you don't have enough space, collect more of those goddamn seeds. And those seeds it. were not fun to collect. They were so common though. I didn't get them all, but I had more than enough space, both shield and weapon wise, and bow wise, because I think it was three different weapon sets. I, had I more think than you're right. Space. Yes. Like, they're, they're in, there's enough space to hold all the weapons that you need i never ran out of weapon i mean i never ran out either but i just i never fought things unless i had yeah, to i fought everything <coughs> i f- i fought the hardest lionels whenever i could because i thought the, the combat was fun yeah like i think if i think if they made improvements to the weapon degradation i would probably enjoy that part of it more like the 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 combat but i i honestly don't remember them having a way to tell if a weapon was going to break and to have it just break in the middle of combat, like, was super frustrating and annoying and kind of made it unfun for me. I could swear that there was, like, it it, it, it flashed red, or at least the the, bo- the box flashed red. There was no bar, I know that much. Yeah, there, wasn't, there I, wasn't a good way to tell at the very least, especially if you were, like, in the middle of combat. But, yeah, that's not our, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else either of you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? No. Nope. All right, I think, then. I think that's a show. Uh, yeah, so I forgot to say at the top of the show, but um, we got Terminator Dark Fate coming up the first week of July for our, our book club that we, we don't have a better term for, even though it's not books. Um, 
Rich, I asked you yesterday if you wanted to do that um that actual play stuff sometime in the fall. You said yes. Yeah, yeah. Sometime in the fall, we're I'm um, gonna set it. We're we're setting up and planning a a D and D actual play type of thing. I have plans. I got to start writing it out. We got to get players. Um, but sometime fall, probably September October, we might have episodes. Um, and yeah, and. If you want to help support that sort of stuff, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash one quest. We got tiers. Yep. You get stuff there. Um, every, I've been working on that stuff here and there. And I, I think I've got tiers set up in a, in a decent way now. Um, so, you know, like go check that stuff out. Support us if you can. It helps. Uh, you can also find more of our content over at www.one-quest.com. And you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash one quest online or at one underscore quest on instagram and twitter i've done this whole thing out of order and it's throwing me way off um (laughs) (laughs) we're on all your favorite podcast platforms apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher app amazon music uh just just search us search one quest search podcast we're there i promise uh and you can send us emails to social at one dash quest.com uh other than that though we'll be back next week with something else to talk about thanks for listening bye bye Twitch.tv slash B underscore walnuts. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. That too. What's your, what's your YouTube channel? Because you said your your stuff was on there too. Uh, it's just, I think it's just B walnut blogs or vlogs uh, right now. Um, I don't know actually the URL. Okay. Well, you can send it to me later and I can throw it in the show notes. Yep. All right. Well, bye everybody. Bye. Bye.